Women's Magazine for free on iTunes. Unfortunately, the only weird part is because there's so many comedy shows at this station, we're actually under the free comedy section. artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Sima Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week different everyday people 
talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal you. Then, at noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond your comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also the IC podcast. That's the Imprint City podcast coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm to find out more details. And check us out at MutinyRadio.fm. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August. August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Thank you. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pet? Oh, here's the quote. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass you are, you lying piece of shit. Too cowardly to confront me in real life, so you do it on Facebook, she wrote. You are the biggest faggot ass in the Whoa. world. Here she goes. The biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Wow. I cannot not like her, that's though. Cindy. <laughs> that's, Cindy, that's Cindy Brady right there. That's a little aggressive for Cindy this Brady. This is, this is how I swear at people when I'm really, really angry. Like, you hear me when I'm on the show and I go crazy, but I don't think I would write it down. No, she wrote it down and thought about she that wrote shit. It down. I wouldn't text. I mean, maybe. This is, I, I just want to I wanna, I, I wanna send this text out to everybody. I'm just going to read it one more just, time. Yeah, it's just so much paste and, paste and copy that it's motherfucker. So, it's just paste and copy. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. Yes, you are, you lying piece of shit. Too cowardly to confront me in real life. So you do it on Facebook. You are the biggest faggot ass in the world. The biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. So good. That's the business. Son. So good. I, I I'm sorry, but the, the only problem is if it she had a, if she had done that at work maybe, but she took that shit to the house. Like the, he got followed and shit. That's no, what really the, did her in, because that's a solid now, message. Okay, here's the thing. There's, because uh, I, I think it's kind of funny. It's super. But funny. I also, I, uh, part of me feels like you know she. I know that. What? Well, that was a threat. At the end of that, the, she kind of got threatening. Uh, will you switch three and four for me because yes. I'm gonna do something funny here. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Thank you. But Trump support. I I think Trump supporters are funny to me. Really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna. This is a. This is a. Rap. Rap background. We're gonna rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little beat. Beat. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook. You're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy. What? My dick is bigger than yours. Which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, uh, slowly. I said Susan slowly Olsen. and painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Uh, 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 Olsen. Uh, uh, Brady, get it. Brady. Uh, I hope. Uh, I sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve. Karma wise, you pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? Waiting for you. Enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. And painfully. My name is Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. They call me Cindy. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. 
They call me Cindy Brady. I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Enjoy. His name is Martin. Enjoy. call me Martin. Enjoy. I'm living in that Martin. Enjoy. Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops a port of fuck. You. Enjoy. 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 That was that was that was good, right? Did we just make a song? I, I, did we just? That was pretty dope. Did we just make a song? I think that, we did. that was for you, Susan Olson. That was that was fun. I'm glad we I, did I the hope, freestyle. I hope you get. I hope you listen to this. Oh my god. Um, well, let's we'll finish the rest of the article. But I want to maybe pull that out later, and we'll we'll play it or We're something. We're actually uh, yeah. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Mike, you have launched the show. You've launched the show, L-W-A-F-L. Well, our good friends at Mutiny Radio launched this show. We always stream first uh, on Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. We're on every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 to 9 otherwise, the East Coast Time. What no, we do five. Oh, but five, it's okay. no, 5 to 7 is you, and 2 to 4 is us. Correct, 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 Well, that's what you say uh, in, in the middle of the country, <laughs> in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Central Time. Uh, yeah, you know, when, when Fonzie jumped the shark on Happy Days, they actually had to travel to California. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right, because that show took place in Milwaukee. Now, right. I've been in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we're digressing, and believe me, Mike, it's nothing. It's Trenton. It's Trenton, New Jersey. It's it, nowhere. It's, not, it's nothing like the TV show from Burbank, <laughs> or wherever the hell they shot it. I'm sure there could have been a diner like like uh, Al's. No, we've talked about this on this show. Sock Cops only exists as the production manager has to create a set. It's right. not based on real life shows. Well, we are really excited, man. We are chomping at the bit to talk movies. Here's the deal. I've read about movies. I've read about movies I want to see. I can't see them. I have to just 
vouch, have the book vouch for me. But now they're all on YouTube, including today's movie. We want you to watch this movie at the same time you listen to the podcast. Carl, what is today's movie? Today, we are not going bananas. We've been there before. We are going coconuts. It's, oh, this is a new sensation. Yeah. <laughs> it's going without a G, but you put in that little uh, single tick apostrophe, like, like, like I if I'm fishing. Going, yeah, like going fish, going fishing. So it's going coconuts, and everyone knows it's C-O-C-O -O nuts, 1978. Right. The, the channel we like is Dave's Osmond Video. Dave's Osmond videos, which makes sense because it's Murray and Donnie Osmond. This is a way to bury the lead. We are going to watch and Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube, which streams on Mutiny Radio, which is available as a podcast with the acronym LWAFOMOYT, <laughs> which you can contribute funding by going to Venmo and donating money to at Mutiny Radio. You're saying this movie stars Donnie Marie Osmond of television fame? Yes, and it is of television fame, and it's in their heyday. It's 1978, so that means it's right in the middle. Their show was from 76 to 79, so they're riding on their fame, and we'll see that throughout the films. They play themselves, and they get a lot of, can I do, take a selfie with you? Really? But this is 1975, so like, right. can I grow up you? There's so selfies. <laughs> can I grow up you? There's no such thing as selfies yet. Right, so it's all autographed. Right. All right, Carl, I'm very excited. If you haven't heard about Donnie and Marie, they are a musical sensation and television sweethearts who had their own Pollyanna show with their family, as they were originally the Osmond family, but they broke out. And in their heyday in the 70s, they made this theatrically uh, released gem. So we're very excited. So here's what we want you to do. As Carl has mentioned, movies called Going Coconuts, uh, with the apostrophe instead of a G at the uh, end of Going. It's 1978. Eight. And one more time, who, which uh, channel are we watching this from? We like Dave's Osmond videos. Okay, Dave Osmond. Very cool. So go ahead, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We have a special celebrity comedian countdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, celebrity comedian, uh, right. somebody that Carl has met on the circuit. Yes. And is willing to take the time, and Carl's willing to take the time. So I'm, I'm done slagging this show. It would be nice if there was a comedian not from New Jersey, but hey, who am I, right? <laughs> I don't do any work for the show. Why should I be the one dictating? Mm -hmm. So very excited. Okay. I don't know who this comedian is, except they're hilarious. We please, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Comedian Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with the comedian Rich Carucci. Welcome, Rich. All right, all right. Good to be here. How you doing, Carl? All right, good. Now I'm glad to get you on because you are for real a real comedian. You're no open micer. You have a drive to be in stand-up that's coming to fruition. Uh, yeah, I actually, my grandfather was a comedian, so growing up, he would always uh, do his acts for me and my friends, so I was always a fan of comedy. He would show me on TV, we'd watch all kinds of, uh, you know, Lou Costello, Abbott, mm. you know, he was a big, big fan of comedy, my grandfather, and uh, Italian-American comedy, and it rubbed off on me in 20 years now, over 20 years now, I've been performing I produce shows, I perform, I travel, I'm uh, pretty much doing comedy full-time now that it's going to be close when it comes back. Uh, 
but uh, I love it. You know, my passion. Clearly, it yeah. runs in the family, you know, and that's great. Absolutely. So you had yeah, was, uh, to have a day job, of course, and you had the most interesting day job. You were a 911 operator. Tell me about that. For 26 years, I was a 911 operator, and uh, I kept, I had to keep, you know, I had my job, and the job was too good to leave. I had the job before I started doing comedy, and, uh, you know, the job was too good to leave, and I remember my friends like Otto Peterson used to tell me, never quit that job. He said, I'm not saying you're not funny, but I don't have medical. I don't have a pension. He goes, you'd be crazy to leave it. And I kept the job. I was able to keep the job and single parent and uh, keep doing comedy. It was uh, juggling like crazy, but I kept it. I retired. I got lucky. I got out before the pandemic hit and Mm -hmm. I I got out with a pension. So, God bless that job, boy. It got me, uh, got me some good stuff. Now, I'm sure you have lots of experiences, and maybe they're not so pretty. Lots of stories out of that. But I'm curious, did any 911 experience ever make it into your material? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, in a roundabout way, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very stressful job, so it's, it's you know... You could use a little laughter in it afterwards, but uh, yeah, no, you deal with so many people that it's it's some of them some of the stuff you can't believe. You just it writes itself. You're like you're kidding me, you know. Yep. It's, uh, you can always count on people. Otherwise, <laughs> what they say if it wasn't for everyone's stupidity, we wouldn't have a job. That's what's like. <laughs> <our>, uh, you <laughs> now you, you know, are doing people, the stand up, but you're also playing the role and a producer. I've been with you at Flamingos and Hackensack. You've got this great show you do at Lenora's. Uh, tell me about how you got into that and, and, and why you're sticking with it. When I first started doing comedy, and uh, I took a couple of, I, I took a class after I'd been doing it for a while, and Mary Domino taught it. And I'm still friends with Mary. Very great. Yeah, she's and great. Comedian. And she told me, she said, in this business, you have to make your own venue. So I was going to the clubs and I was doing the open mics and I was doing the, the bringer shows and you run out of friends quick. So I said, you know what? <laughs> I started, I, I rent, I went, I took money from my pension and I bought a sound system mm-hmm. and I used to watch the cable network back then. They had the cable network and it showed you all the happenings in the community. And I said, boy, no better way to get an audience than see somebody doing a pasta dinner so I would call them up and say, hey, you guys got any entertainment? And they're like, no. And I'd say, hey, how about I bring a bunch of comics there? We'll do an hour show. I said, give everybody food and maybe some beer. And once in a while, they throw us money. And we used to call it uh, Rich Carucci and the six-pack of comics because that's how many <laughs> comics. It took six of us <laughs> to do an hour. And uh, we started doing that. We started. We wound up just going all these places, helping them raise money. And then I wound up saying, wow, I could, after doing that for a couple of years, I said, you know what? I could turn this into a business. And then I started, you know, I knew the comics and got to work with them firsthand. So I knew who would work in what clubs and what events, you know, clean events, other events. And uh, I put together Steamroll Entertainment, started booking shows. So I've been doing that for almost 20 years, too. That's great. That's pretty busy. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so how can people find you out there on social media or on, you got a website or how can people uh, check you out? I um, I have a website, richcaruccicomedy.com. I'm also on Instagram, dickcar64, or uh, Twitter, at richcarucci, or check me out. I'm on, I'm on uh, Facebook. So I'm, I'm out there, and I, I travel a lot. You, you Listen, wherever you live, I could be at the corner bar next week. All right? yeah. I'm the kind of guy that I travel all over, do all kinds of private functions, private parties. I mean, backyards. I, I was perfect when the pandemic hit. I was already trained to do all these, you <laughs> yeah. know, weird setups. I had been trained for 20 years doing them. I yeah. took the gig no one else would take. So I was, uh, you know, it kind of was prepared for it. You really are out there. I, I, I remember I texted you once. I just went into uh, a bagel store here in Kitalon to, to get a bagel, and, and there you were on their uh, – uh, their their dart their cork board there with your business card you know so that's a go getter so okay so that's cool so one just yep. so people know it's C A R U C C I now Rich yep everyone at home is going to watch this movie with us and they got to press play at the same time as we do in the studio so why don't you take it away and give us that comedian countdown you got it. Three, two, one, go. Oh, thank God. That screen grab for the YouTube video is from their movie poster, and it's hard to look at. Here yeah. we go. Awesome production. Oh, so this is Dave's apostrophe as Osmond's video. So right. It's not, it's not Dave Osmond. It's Dave's. I thought it was like one of his brothers and sisters. Look how classy this is. They're going right into the poop. Uh, Tropicana. Logo. Yeah, it is 1978, and it's the era of disco and big lights and everything's flashy and giant. These are sort of like the lights on the dance floor when you're, you know, so that's what they're trying to do. This is the Donnie and Marie that you and I know, you know, that I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. They, This is them doing themselves. Now, how many versions of Donnie and Marie? They were originally started off as as the Osmond family, and then I guess they broke out. Well, yeah, the Osmonds, the they, they were called the Osmonds, and it was only the brothers. It was five of them: Donnie and his older brothers, and they gotcha. had like top ten hits and gold albums. And but in the early seventies, Donnie Osmond alone put out some records, and he got top ten songs, nothing gold. Then in '76, Marie shows up. Who Dude, was I never... just got an advertisement, Carl. Huh? I just got an advertisement. Oh darn. Okay, I will pause that. Should we just? Hmm. What, what number are you on? I'll just catch up. A minute and thirty. A minute thirty-one. A minute. Oh 30. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm at the same. But for some reason, an ad popped up. That sucks. I hope there aren't ads on this thing, or maybe we're going to have to rethink this. Um, we're good, Carl. Nothing, nothing foreboding to have an okay. advertisement in the first 90 seconds of watching Donnie and Marie. Ad out of here. I don't <laughs> care this one simple trick. I'm 67, and I'm okay with my body. I don't need an ad for a video. One of the listeners commented on Facebook, like, in the middle of the episode, I finally got synced up. I don't know, man. We can't solve oh, this problem. 
Oh, that's my friend Ira, who, uh, yeah, he's been on the show doing the Christmas uh, trailers. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to Ira. He actually comes, yeah. we have a Facebook uh, page. It's very easy to find. It's Let's Watch Filmmaking at YouTube. And he said he couldn't have synced up, but he mentioned he liked the East Coast pizza joke. And I right. So I'm like, that's very deep. He listened to at least an hour of our show. <laughs> oh, he's the one. Okay, now. This guy is Sid, and Sid is feeling pressure because they got to get on the plane to Hawaii already, and he's they keep taking encores. Those crazy kids. Crazy kids. Yeah, I gotta say, I love her hair. I've always loved her hair, but look at her hair is great. Her hair is the times, right? Yeah, it's short, it's perky, it's right? Full, but it's so voluminous. Right, she's perky. That is what she is. Yeah. You can't, have, you can't have like a short haircut when your hair is about to explode. <laughs> oh, here's here's what I've been waiting for. Watching Marie get her hair done. <laughs> no, but she's getting rushed out. They're gotta all go to Hawaii. Out. Remember, gotta go to Hawaii. <laughs> this way, Marie. Bye. Was that guy in the tux like Jimmy? <laughs> uh, yeah, the guy in the tux was just sort of like. A backstage. Uh, I, okay. By the way, the internet thinks it's important to let you know that they're now in Honolulu for real. Is this the airport? Look yeah. How casual it is. It's the well, yeah. It's got Truman Capote in a phone booth, a phone booth, and then a, <laughs> and then a Coke uh, machine with the Coke ripped off. <laughs> it is Truman Capote, isn't it? <laughs> no, this guy was uh, Mike Brady's boss, Mr. Phillips. And this oh, guy is Lurch. Yes, that's right. Ted Cassidy from, from Adam's family. That's right. And he's one of our Star Trek connections. Oh, really? He played a, like an alien? Uh, Yeah, he was on Star Trek. He played an android. And he uh -huh. also had two voice parts because his voice is very deep and rich. The Corbinite Maneuver. You remember that one, right, Mike? Nope. Nope. So there was some guy like, I'm going to create an android, but I'm really insecure, so it has to be as big as Ted Cassidy. <laughs> it, it was simpler to make a large. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> okay, so the comedic point of this one is that the priest on the phone wants to talk to the boss. He's not really a priest. He's got the stolen necklace, okay, the necklace they need to get. Right, that he's holding on to. It looks like a rosary. I thought it was a rosary. Now, look at the long walk he has to do to give the phone to his boss. It is not the day of cell phones, as you know. Right. This is In the 70s, this was hysterical. Yeah, you see the wire? They were like, I heard of a landline, but not an actual outside in the landline. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's, that's what they spoke back there. So right this. now, they're just having banter. They're going to call their mom. You know, say, okay, mom, we're at the, we're at the airport. Now, here is our love interest, and wow. she has a secret. She's a spy? Yeah. She wants that necklace? And Donnie just, yes, she does. Donnie just got rejected. Oh, you can okay. tell, and even without the audio, you can tell that guy got dissed. Because that's the current theme of Marie, Donnie and Marie, you know, Say, Marie, why don't you ever introduce me to any of your friends? You know, it's like, okay, here is our top bad guy. Aja. 
His name is Wong. Is that not Oh, is that from uh, Arrested Development? Goldfinger. You mean him? He throws his hat at a dummy and he chops the Oh, head. right, right. Uh, well, in the real world, this guy is King... I can't say his name. This is his last movie. He was a real-life Taoist. But he was... Um, oh, and he's born in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Shout out. Shout uh, out. He was woe-fat on Hawaii Five-0 for 15 full episodes. And he was the guy who led the pack in the Manchurian Candidate with Frank, Frank Sinatra. Oh, well, that's a big role. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, so that's him. Doesn't he? He has, like, a cane that has a seat on it. So he, like, pops the seat while he sits. Look, Sid, think... Sid's <laughs> looking right at us. I wish I was a dentist. <laughs> you see, Sid is already uh, from L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. He was in 1981's On the Right Track. You remember that one. Oh, yeah, sure, with Gary Coleman. Yep. And I love this airport, how casual it is. Uh -oh. And this guy was also in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T before. Still. He was in Swap Meet. So the delightful Swap Meet. This guy gets around. He was in Southern California and Hawaii. <laughs> no, but... There's two characters. One was from Swap Meet, and the other one was from On the Right Track. You see Sid there in the sure, back? Sure. Is it because we're Donnie and Marie? No, you wrote this thing called an escalator. How was it? <laughs> okay, he's saying, okay, so there's a mob guy who wants to, like, kill him and take the necklace. So he's, like, giving it to Marie, like, saying... He's lying, saying, the orphans at the orphanage made this for you when they heard we'd be on the same flight. Please take it. And she's like, oh, isn't that sweet? Does these I'll movies, always wear it. I feel like these movies need a reason for their existence. It needs something like a scene means like they, they start a scene or a scene has to start. So yeah. the whole movie, it only begins because this guy is trying to get rid of this necklace. Like, yes. Well, you see... What they were trying to do was sort of launch um, – okay, it was the hiatus from their show, like the annual hiatus, and they went to um, uh, film the star vehicle. They wanted to make like a series of harmless, fun-in-the-sun movies like Frankie and Annette Funicello. But unfortunately, this was a commercial bomb and a critical bomb, so they didn't do it. They but that's what they were trying to do, break into movies like the way Elvis did. They were going to have like four or five Gidget Goes to Hawaii kind of movie. Right. Yeah, I can see that. It's so strange. Nowadays, all you have to do is like direct to market. Like once you have your user base, yeah. crappy movie and release it and not have to right. worry about theater. Okay. Now the joke is he's returning, but the priest is called back and saying, no, I have to talk to the boss. So Lurch has got to go back again. Up the tree. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, is that the music? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, he's hot. Lurch. hot. Lurch in the phone, right? Yeah. Like a that family, he always has a phone. Oh, by the way, you know that you rang catchphrase he had? Yeah. Okay, so they hired him, and he was a mute. He came onto the set in his thing, and he just ad-libbed, ad said, you rang, with his low voice, you know? And that Gomez guy says, ah, yes, Lurch, you know, and just went on with the scene. And they loved it. And it, be, you know, 
his catchphrase was born. He just he was fucking around. Oh, so he wasn't gonna have any lyrics, uh, lyrics, any lines unless for right. The case he was mute, mute, right, like cousin it or something. Uh, there he is, the phone. So he's finally there. Yes. Mm-hmm. What by a cell phone? Fuck you. <laughs> um, Mike, this might um blow you away, but. He's barely Chinese. His mother was Chinese, Spanish, English, and Egyptian. His father was Italian, Portuguese, and Zulu. I think the Mentorian candidate, was he supposed to be Korean? uh, No, that was China. Remember, China was the communists who wanted to get a sleeper in the White House. Oh, he's reading Western Airline. Oh, there's a spy. Yeah, and she's see Donnie was coming on. I don't know Donnie. Donnie was smitten with her. They're not coming on ever. They're like Mormons. They're too nice. They wouldn't do that. But he was yeah. smitten, and now she's giving him attention. And look, Marie's doing her typical, you know, like is it block? Their, their main show is a variety show, right? And I know they must have done one-offs and spin-offs and yeah of it, it was but. a variety show so they would like come out they would sing a number they would sing right. country they would get they would flabbergast each other they'll say we'll be right back yeah and then what there'd be a bunch of sketches and puppets and more songs right that- exactly there would be acts it might be like the soul dancers it might be like leo sayer has an appearance you know it might be um they ever do like you got the formula perfect. They would come out, do a little song, and then they'd have some brother, you know, siblings fight to entertain us. And yeah, and then we go to commercial. Okay. What we got here is on the left, the guy who was in swap meet wants that necklace. And the priest is like, uh, you know, Brady's boss, right? is like, I don't have it. And so Marie was going to come over and show him that he's wearing it. I don't know. It's just pressure on him. Now the the guy is, go- the underworld guy, his name's Mark Lawrence. He's going to kill Charlie. He's going to kill the priest. Wait, he's going to kill him on the plane? That's gross. Uh, yep, just going to kill him on the plane. I mean, it's bad enough they're not wearing masks, Carl, but to have a dead body on the plane, that's yeah, just like. Agree, agree. Look, Western Airlines, I never heard of that. Oh, good old WW, VA. He goes, here, drink this poison. Okay. Where'd you get it? I got it for the po- the poison stewardess. They prefer to be called poison flight attendants. Nowadays, they're poison flight attendants. <laughs> so now he's taken his poison. He just happened to have poison. Man, that was back when they had styrofoam cups on the airline. Right. It's it totally is styrofoam. You can count on styrofoam cups because they you wouldn't burn your hand like with the paper cup today. But I mean they never let you down. Like if you throw it in the garbage and you go back to the dump, they're still there. Yeah, that's right. You Good go old. to the landfill to pick up your cup, it's still there. Let's say you want to drink something that seems really wrong. Get a styrofoam <laughs> cup. Right. You get that taste of Oh, aloha, aloha. Yeah, mahalo. So here's our bad guys, and they're off to find 
the necklace. That's the whole point. She's got it right there around her neck. The spy wants to stay close. And if Donnie has a crush on me, that's how I'm going to do it, you know. This guy gave me a necklace, so I'm going to just wear it. They just walked right past. Now, listen, I like I like this. Guy. I'm calling him Lurch, and that feels disrespectful because he died young. His name's Ted Cassidy, and this was his final film. He he did some voiceover work after this, but it was his final film. He died. He was 46 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. So he's too young. So he had a great voice, and he was just about seven feet. He was six foot nine inches. Okay, so he towered over anyone. He felt like he was seven feet. He narrated the Incredible Hulk TV series. Yeah, the deep voice. Okay, um, here it is. Baylock in the Star Trek episode, The Corbinite Maneuver. The Gorn in the episode Arena. I know these, you don't. And the android Rook in the episode, What Are Little Girls Made Of? That's where I know him from. More than Lurch. Huh. Well, that's because you're Star Trek. Star Trek people recognize you like, Clint yeah. Howard <laughs> from yeah. that Star Trek episode where you were a little boy? Yeah. What, what's her name? Uh, Liz Taylor, right? Right, Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor, and they have a million things, including the marriage and the drinking. For me, I'm like, wow, you're that Depression-era lady that Kirk fell in love with. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Completely wrong. Um, he was also, Ted Cassidy was also once in Lost in Space, Beverly Hillbillies. And check this out, Mike. He was in a two-part $6 million man episode, The Return of Bigfoot. Guess who he played? Uh, secret agent <laughs> against Bigfoot. Who? Yeah, he, right. He played Bigfoot. Yeah, he played Bigfoot, and he came back. Did you just see that? Li- Did you what? just see that, Carl? What? No. What? They're outside of Hertz, rent a car. Oh, and he jumped like he OJ, jumped like the OJ Simpson commercial. Yeah, and then the little kid and Lurch gave each other knowing looks, like, "Wow, I guess it's you know, like yeah. in real life too." Well, because in in seventy eight they didn't have much uh, social media, so they only had four channels that showed the same commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kids listening today, imagine if you had the internet, but you couldn't talk <laughs> back. I'm just imagining kids listening to our show. <laughs> yeah, anybody listening to our show as a kid, maybe not Ira. They're like, "Hey, slow down. We're still writing notes about this Donnie and Marie character." <laughs> Sid, stop pressuring us. We're not going to the hotel. Let us drive around a little and sightsee. Okay, kids. They're in Honolulu? They are in Honolulu. They're on the main island, and that's where they'll stay, the whole thing. This is pretty much shot, like, in a hotel. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. They literally started the show at the hotel, at the airport. Yeah, right. And that's the way they're going to continue. Here it is. Royal Hawaiian Hotel in Honolulu. Uh, that's where they perform. They stay. Waikiki Beach, Honolulu. They'll be on the beach uh, for a scene. And Oahu, Oahu, Hawaii. That's Ohio. Okay. So they'll be in Ohio and they'll also be in Hawaii. Right. And they're passing New York City there. You can. Or downtown L.A. You see downtown L.A. behind me. I did. I saw the Capitol building. Okay. Now, for some reason, two separate factions who both want that fucking necklace are going to begin to attack, you know, each other and Donnie and Marie. It's it's bizarre. 
well, we have to get this movie started. Yeah. I, I applaud them for that. Now, this guy who I say was in Swap Meet, you surely know his face. He was in a million things. He always played like the mobster, like the underworld guy. Yeah, no, I recognize. He crashes into a driving school and steals the driving school car with a drive with a student inside. And that'll be our comedic point, you know, for a little while during the chase. Oh, he's going into the car. Oh, it is right so this good. way, oh, this is lady. old man. Yeah. That's how I want to retire, Carl. I want to learn how to drive in Hawaii. No, don't they look like they go together, Mike? Yeah, they probably were. Uh-oh, that is not okay. <laughs> get it? Get it? It's okay. Driving school? That is not okay. Now, he is the ex-father-in-law of Billy Bob Thornton. Wait, what? Really? Tony Lawrence is the daughter's name. Were they married, Tony Lawrence and Billy Bob Thornton? I don't know. He has a weird history. Was he married to Angelina Jolie? Yes. Was that were they married or did they just do it? I don't know. I don't know. They must have done it. But it like you have to care about Bob Billy. You have to care about this Thornton character to, to pay attention. Well, as a fan of bad movies, I'm familiar with his directorial movies. This director's weird, man. He's not really a director as much as a comedic actor. Oh, it seems like they just got the television crew out for vacation or something. You're 100% right, Mike. It is their TV crew, and the director only ever did TV direction. Yeah, that's what I figured. You know, uh, when Batman was being released, they shot a shitload of Batmans, and they were airing them, uh, broadcasting them like three times a week in season uh -huh. six. And during the summer break, they shot the theatrically released movie. Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because they Cranking just have everybody, and instead of taking a summer break, they just crank down a movie, and then they continue getting these episodes. And it's a payday. Everyone's into it. Oh, yeah, because well, what happens is the fad dies out. Within three yeah. years, no one gives a shit about that. Right. But they were able to get everything in there. <laughs> She's taking notes and writing down everything he's doing. Now, the director's name is Howard Morris, uh, who was born in the Bronx, so that's cool. Um yeah. And in World War II, he was in this special services unit. He was a first sergeant that they entertained the troops. He was with Carl Reiner. He was on the Andy Griffith show as Ernest T. Bass. I don't know that. I know Ernest T. someone else. Okay. Then that's probably him. I talk to him all the time. I say, hey, Vern. <laughs> Do you ever hear of Uncle Goopy? It was Sid Caesar's show of shows. He was a character. Billy Crystal talked about Uncle Goopy. Okay. Well, I should know it. I should know my Sid Caesar. All right, all right. I just... He was, you might know him then from Mel Brooks. In um, High Anxiety, he was Dr. Lilliman, who was giving him. Yeah, I just, I just saw that movie. I recognize him. Okay. And then in The History of World Part One, he was the sort of gay courts spokesman. You, oh. you would know his face if you saw him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, these guys are not okay because of the Fast and Furious rule, but somehow she's fine. She made it okay. Yeah. So I thought she was going to be – she's a teacher. What a sweet life. No, she was a student. What was she doing? Hawaiian. Wait, so was she living in Hawaii? And she finally had to get her driver's license? Was she on <laughs> – 
<laughs> I don't know her backstory, and I bet you nobody else did either. Oh, I'm going to, I have a bucket list on my vacation to Hawaii. First up, get a driver's license. Learn how to drive. Okay, now they've arrived at the hotel where we're going to spend our fucking movie. God damn it. All right, at the Copa. Copacabana. Oh, hi, Donnie. Oh, hi, Marie. What you doing? Oh, just rehearsing for tonight's show. Walking around. So what's going to happen is the spy who's the love interest is going to come in. And so he's going to start playing a love song for her. And Marie's going to be like, Donnie, we have to rehearse. Uh huh. He's going to play a perfectly, a perfect number. And he's like, oh, I'm just riffing. Toodling, just noodling. The tinkling, the ivories here. Impressive. My favorite is when they tickle the ivories and then the band behind them picks up what he's playing and he just tickles. I never tickle the ivories because the piano laughing gets in the way of the... Okay, so they need to sort of break into the hotel. They got to find Marie. So they take some flowers and pretend, I have a delivery for, you know. (laughs) And so they just tell them the room number because it's 1978. Right. They were in like, uh, oh, I'm getting a video coming soon. I have a video. What the fuck? Wait, you have another? Should I pause? Darn it. No, let's just figure it out. It's almost over. All right. I'll put it on is the stage. You know. All right, I'm back. I'm at uh, 2331. Okay, I'm at 48, 49, 50. Okay, no problem. I what did you say you out. are? Say what you are. I'm at 40. Okay, so I'm 15 seconds ahead of you, which is not good, but okay. So we sing into his love, love song. See, Maria, Maria said, I think I'm getting sick. It's, it, they're doing their classic sibling rivalry. That's not the word, but they're spats. Are you at 26? Uh, okay, darn. Uh, sorry, audience, for this nonsense. nonsense. Uh, I'm at uh, 24, 31, 32, 33, 34. Okay, just tell me when you get to 26, okay? A minute twenty two six. Twenty six minutes into. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I I had to freeze it, and I'm looking at it, an adorable uh, Marie Osmond with that adorable. Well, Marie's trying to distract, take away from Donnie. She's cock blocking like she always does. I know that was that was a main crux of the variety show. It'd be like act one commercial act two maria cock maria cock yeah right you know i was really making time with those solid gold dancers yes i told them about your herpes marie my purple herpes right they like purple uh are we at 26 i'm at 25 23 so i'm gonna let you know Uh, all right yeah you let me know again i'm just watching her giving a look at donnie (laughs) <laughs> I'm at 34. I'll let you know. Okay, sounds good. Marie's t- oh, she she does with her eyes all cross-eyed. She's so cute with those big droppers. Okay, it's about 10 seconds. 40, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 26! Nice. Nice. 
they're so young, you know, they're like thin and young because they're young, so they can be thin. Oh, absolutely. You know, because we've known them for uh, as entertainers for all their lives, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. If we I were mean, older than them, we would have known them all their lives. Because there was the Osmond family, there was the Osmond family industries, then there was the, TV, the musical numbers and the, the records and the TV show. Right. And then by that point, they were paired together. And stuff like this. And then, you know, they continued. In the 90s, they had a talk show, the Donnie and Marie show. That's right. That's right. She became a talk show host, Natural. They were, unfortunately, like the face of Weight Watchers. Not Weight Watchers. The Nutrisystem. Super System, right. If you had a certain cable or a, a, a network dish, the network dish would do you a service by taking all the commercials from the cable stations and preempting them with uh, whatever that awful food was. Uh-huh. Like, uh, not Weight Watchers. What, what did you call Nutrisystem. it, sir? Nutrisystem. Yeah, like Nutrisystem. It's basically frozen TV dinners, but if you eat them, you'll be healthy. Yeah, she was one of the slim-sational stars. <laughs> it seems like they probably just got a certain amount of money for those commercials, and those commercials were added to every single show, depending on what kind of cable or dish network you had. Yep. And you'd just be, like, so sick of it. So here, she comes in to find her hotel room wrecked. Somebody was looking for something. But why would they be looking behind a painting? Well, maybe Marie put the necklace behind a painting. Genius. I guess maybe. Jeez. Let's thought so. You would think women would be, like, excited to be next to Donnie Marie. No, she is not excited. She's like, why can't Marie come when we go out tonight? Oh, you're not Sean Cassidy. Are you Sean Cassidy? Did I fuck this up? So he's being goofy and it's not working. Well, he should try a little pick and roll. Oh, 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 oh. Look at him, my God. He is young in this. Yeah. And he's doing his shtick. So Maria's perplexed what's going on. And look, Lurch is there still looking. Oh, she, yeah, they didn't even notice. I shouldn't call him True. Lurch. It's not nice. True. Ted Cassidy. Oh, no, but when he's mean, you call him Lurch, right? <laughs> look, he goes, get away from me. See, he just pushes him. He'll do it again. Watch. He goes, would you just get away from me? Watch. Hey, push. And he goes, ah, oh, fuck it. He runs away. <laughs> now a chase will pursue he's a good comedic actor because he just flailed his arms like ah i'm out of here forget it. <laughs> well i mean he probably taught them how to act yeah right <laughs> look there's me there's me right there right without the shirt wow yeah i, I apparently walked into the shot is what they called it <laughs> i don't know the term this is that Waikiki Beach when he's doing the chase. Now, oh, you know the um, movie that you were in uh, when you got bumped into in the subway? What was the name of the film? Plug that thing again. Uh, Thieves Code? What? The Thieves Code? The Thieves Code. And I watched it to the end. You got to watch it to the end so the guy gets his seven cents or whatever. And remember how aggressive you were in that? Hey, what are you doing? That's the like I like. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, uh, funny. Yeah, you're like pissed. You're like, hey, look at me. I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. 
that's a movie called Thieves Code available on Amazon Prime. I'll also be performing at uh, Comedy Day on September 19th. There we go. Got my plugs in. Boom, boom. Okay, now Lurch gets away because Donnie gets mobbed by selfie people. Their autographs. Yeah. See, they all have their books. He goes, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Why do they call it autographs? You have to manually do it. <laughs> it's not, yeah, you manual. It should be a manual graph, if anything. Right? Manual graph. Now, one time Marie Osmond was on Dancing with the Stars, season five, and I watched the clip because I read about it in the research. She faints. She really? Faints. Yeah. If you put in Dancing with the Stars season five and Marie Osmond and faint, not necessarily in that order, you'll get the clip. He was very happy. They had done some uh, dance routine, her and her um, dance partner, whose name I do have here. And she was very excited and talking with uh, that home videos guy, you know, and then. Oh, Dave Cortese. Yeah, so the guy, one of the judges starts talking, and you hear audibly Marie's breath. She's going, <gasps> you hear her, right? And I guess she, then they cut back to her, and she just went down. She just went down. And the um, the uh, Funniest Home Videos guys was like, fuck. And he just, he went down like a paramedic to attend to her, you know? And then they cut away. To I've, I've actually watched that clip. The America's Funny Home Video guy added sound effects when she fell. <laughs> yeah. Woo! He added a sound of Marie's butt going, ouch. I'm Marie Osmond's butt. Very nice. <laughs> Boing. Boing. Anyway, she um, she explains it by say, in the next week by saying, I forgot to breathe. And when they came back from commercial, the uh, Funniest Home Video guys was like, I have to tell you that the first thing Marie said when she came to was, oh, crap. Oh, man. She really cursed like that? Yeah. She said, oh, crap. You know, I saw a light. And I was going through a tunnel, and I realized it was the end of my life. And then I said, oh, phooey. <laughs> and I really meant it. <laughs> it wasn't oh, a substitute word. Dramatic. Okay, now, they need information from our underworld guy, Mark Lawrence, the guy who was in Swap Me. And you see he's in there. And who should enter but I'm Kenneth Mars? Listen, I'm Team Lurch. I don't know about our... Well, they're all going to team up together and become one team. So you can. Oh, my wish comes out. Look at the baby's breath. Now, look, this guy, he's great. His name is Kenneth Mars. He was yes. in. Um, uh, he was in Young Frankenstein as the cop. He's great. Oh, a riot is an ugly thing. Yeah, no, he's one of those guys you go, oh, yeah, he's one of those guys, and you see his face. But when you realize who he is and what you've seen him before or do, he's yeah, really funny. He is really funny, and he's very funny in this film, too. Look at his hair for this film. No expense spared. Yeah, look at his eyebrows. They're out yeah. of control. He always plays the German guy with the German a accent. He was in The Producers as the Nazi. Right, that's where I remember him from. He was a lot younger back then. Now, here's what's weird. Remember he had a prosthetic arm, uh, hand? In, right. Yeah, he does here in this movie for some reason. Oh, did they play it up? 
Yeah. So I started thinking maybe in real life he had a prosthetic and I searched and searched and searched. No, for some reason, he's got the same fake hand that he did in Young Frankenstein. Really, does Candace Mars has a fake hand? He's eating the he's eating uh, swap meets food. <laughs> so swap meet can't give him information. They want to know where is the necklace. All he can do is wiggle his toes. So he right. wants to make one wiggle for no, two wiggles for yes. And so that's backwards. Wiggle those toes. Yeah, he's going to squeeze. You know, they, they take their time with the toe scenes, so it allows me to masturbate in the theater. <laughs> right. I, haven't, I haven't come yet. Keep it going. Look how clean the toes are. You should never tickle the ivories, because when the elephant sneezes, they, they sneeze all over everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't tickle the ivories, or you're going to get blown across the zoo. <laughs> blow across the zoo. That's great. That's okay. you. <laughs> Who's, I'm going to use that. No, what? An open mic? Damn it. <laughs> now, this ex-father-in-law, Billy Bob Thornton, is, is waving his toes right now to somehow communicate that Marie and Donnie have the necklace. Now, in 1989, he was in Star Trek Next Generation, uh, and he is our one of, he's the second of our Star Trek connections. He was also the, the man with like the all Star Trek. Well, there's two of them only. I'm just talking them up. And it's Mars. Yeah. All, all right. I'll, I'll do your variety show, Donnie Marie. Oh, we want you to do the movie. Now, look, for some reason, the heart monitor can have a TV show. Now, Donnie and Marie have a guest spot on this TV show, and we're going to see Donnie and Marie's real-life father. He's, yeah, he's the guy with the white hair there closest to the desk sitting on the stage. So there are some Osmond families in this. Yep. Well, the father, he was never one of the Osmonds. Now, this guy's name is Danny Wells, and he's going to play a private detective uh, who's going to protect them. He was the bartender on the Jeffersons. Um, what was the hangout of the Jeffersons? Not the Legal Eagle. That was the. No, that was Three's Company. I don't remember. But he was Luigi in the live action series uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, with Captain Lou Albano. I got an ad. Oh, all right. I'll pause. No, no, don't. Begin in one minute. Okay. Don't pause. Don't pause. Okay. I'm at 3706789. Nine, what are you? Of uh, 22, 23. All right, just let's leave it. Let's leave it. Let's just leave it. The audience, let's spare them, okay? Well, right now they're singing the second verse. Where are you at? I'm on the first verse. Damn it. Like, <laughs> look, you see in between, the, there's their father. You see their father? Uh, no, back to masturbating the toes. <laughs> well, the father's the white-haired, bald guy closest to the desk on the talk show with a lay around his uh, neck. Okay, so Donnie and Murray are going to happen to be on the TV, and that's how he's going to wiggle the toes that they have it. It's a convoluted way he gets there. He plays like 20 questions, and he talks to the toe, even though his face is over there. 
It's, it's funny. Much. It's funny. No, I believe you. I don't think it's not funny. Most recently, Donnie and Maria retired from headlining an 11-year Las Vegas residency at the Flamingo in Vegas. 2019, they stopped. Wow, that's right before COVID, too. They had a good run. And Marie took it to Atlantic City for just a little pinch. They never done Branson, Carl? What's Branson, a city? You know, Branson, Missouri is like a uh, oh. clean up. It's like a clean up Las Vegas. And they have like, uh, oh, the, the Simpsons are a parody of it. They have Ray J. Johnson there. They have like entertainment acts, but it's it's without the gambling. Oh, that's interesting. That's so you, uh, you, pretty cool. You could put your family vacation there without going to Sin City. That's good. They probably knew there was a market and took, uh, took advantage and put it right where, I mean, Missouri is where the Garden of Eden was, according to the Mormons. Oh, right. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So is that the reason why the Coke machine was like covered up because they're Mormons? I don't know. You know, what's funny. They went to church every Sunday. Isn't that weird? Because it's the church uh, of, of Saturday Saints. Right, the Saturday Saints. Why wouldn't they go on Saturday, like the G, well, like Friday night, like the Tuesday? Well, I think it's just weird because you know I usually have to go to services on Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it seems very quiet. Now Marie starts seeing in the crowd people who are out to get them, so they begin to have like panic mode kind of thing. Rolls Royce. <laughs> He's going to a prostitution ring. Mars needs women. <laughs> now, there are two Asian people. This one here with the hat and the hearing aid. And then the, the boss of the other troop. It's, it's a little weird, but okay. Now we're going to have a very long scene in which Donnie is trying to talk Marie out of coming to dinner tonight. So that he can make time with the spy. With the spy, right. Right. And it's like back and forth, sister and brother stuff. Maybe you mind? You just let me watch Marie Osmond eat a banana. <laughs> yeah, but she's biting it. She's not. That would hurt. That would... I know. She was biting on the side. So this came out in Hawaii first. Then they released it worldwide. Um, Weird. What, in honor of Hawaii? Thank you, State, for... Yes, yes, it was that. And they went to the premiere there and everything. Well, I can see they premiered it in Hawaii. Sure. It took two months to shoot it. Two whole months? Yeah. It really shows. When it went to U.S. rentals, that's when they made a little money. They made $1.2 million. I watched a lot of Donnie Marie on television, but I don't think I've ever seen Doing Coconuts on the TV. No, no, it was uh, it was theatrically released and then later released to video. I don't know if it ever made it to DVD. They're so young. They're so young. Look, they have no double chin. Look at that defined jawline. They're so young. There's no crow's feet. Nothing. I know. I know. We we know Donnie Marie all our lives, and we know them mostly as they are now. Well, they're in their 60s right now. Marie herself is only 61 years old today. Really? Yup. That's pretty young. I thought she'd be a little older. Let me see. Uh, 78. Uh, then 
Okay, 88, 98, 2008, 2018, that's 40 years. So 50, 60, yeah, they're in their 20s. She must be 19 or 21 right now. I don't know, the math, I, I could be wrong. Maybe she's 63 today, but they're in their young 60s. This was originally going to be called Aloha, Donnie and Marie. Well, wow. One for Aloha, Donnie and Marie. <laughs> Going coconut is just as lame. I don't, I mean, I've seen a banana. She was literally going bananas on that banana. Yeah, going bananas. Let's remind the audience if you haven't checked it out, you really should stop what you're doing and go listen to our episode, Going Bananas, because that was with Dom Deloise. Oh, yeah, I did like that one. He was good. Wait, Going Bananas, that's the one with the talking monkey, right? Um, yes, that's right. Banana. Stop, stop saying oh. banana. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were talking about that movie last uh, episode, and yeah. for some reason, the generic title "Going Bananas" it comes to mind. Do you see the gun? She puts a gun in her pocketbook. That's why it's like PG. Look, Lurch checks her out, but we don't get an explanation as to why. Uh, he probably lost his balance. I got an erection. Now we have a slightly racist scene in which they're talking about the other Asian guy. And Lurch starts making fun of him. Do you see him? He's got those slanty eyes. And then he's like, oh, he's caught. You know what I mean? It's a little. Oh, right. oh look, he's making the eye motion. Yeah. Oh, right in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, you should really wait till you're in another room to do that. The doctor, okay, the director of this film played Dr. Zydell in Slash. Do you remember that? The director of this film was the voice of Mayor McCheese and the Hambler, Hamburger in McDonald's. Wait, oh, way to bury the exit. Hamburger is like one of my favorite teas. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Listen, let's say you need to steal a hamburger. You know the man you call. Yeah, but why did he always just break out of jail and he's on the run and he's getting himself a quick bite? They don't give him money. That's the reason why. He never does anything in prison to, to have money in his pocket. When he, when he right. Something. When he leaves, he has cigarettes in his pocket. Well, you know, the, 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 he gets his possessions when you leave on your last day of prison. So they're like one oversized floppy hat, problem. One polka dotted tie, problem. Right. One now, net after hamburgers, problem, problem. This is weird, okay? He, she's going to see people. And freak out. Okay, look, the lights don't work for some reason. Everything's going to shit. But she's going to see somebody and then just carry on as if she, look, she, do you see the? Oh, maybe she doesn't see him. Never mind. Oh, what? yeah, see, she just saw him. So she runs, closes the door, and then she quickly forgets about the fact that she saw somebody. It doesn't make any sense. This is the worst hotel. Well, it's 78. This was, you know, just as long as it's clean and everything's like newly constructed, it's a pretty swank hotel. Yeah, I'm here to stalk you, Donnie. No, you're thinking of my brother. He's not going to be here till 11. Look, so now uh, she sees another person. Look, somebody's stealing the necklace. Right. I think it's uh, Lurch's accomplishment, the thing. 
the thing. It's thing, right? Thing, right, the thing. Remember we did um, the hand shopping network? That reminds me of thing. On our, on our uh, public access cable show for 1992. I'm going back to. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a mirror, not a paddle. And she's going to smack somebody over the head with it. But she notices her necklace is gone. The home shopping network was the home shopping network. But instead yeah. of offering jewelry, you can get the hand that holds the jewelry during the right. presentation. That's right. And I had a Spiegelman hand I was trying to sell. And, he kept and saying, was, this is a fine Spiegelman hand. That's right. And then, and then you cut my hand off, and I dramatically acted that I got amputated. Well, yeah, John Fonseca called up as Elmer Hayes from Kansas and bought the hand. And we rang the bell, and then I, I sawed off the hand to ship to him. I heard our public access parody was so concise, Home Shopping <laughs> never closed that evening. Just, <laughs> that's right. That's a voice. Did all we can do. Okay, this is a funny scene in which he goes, "Put drop that gun. I've got." But he goes, "But my partner is behind you," and he goes, "I'm not so stupid to fall for that." And then look, the partner is behind him. Oh, you know what? He should have listened. <clears throat> so your partner's behind him, and he goes, "Drop that gun." He goes, I will drop my gun, but unfortunately for you, my partner is behind you. He goes, I'm not going to fall for that trick. Now, is it me or without Ted Cassidy's uh, outfit? I'm looking at Brad Pitt. You are not looking at Brad Pitt. None of these three. Look at that flower in his lapel. He's like, I'm not falling for that old trick. And then the guy's like, drop your weapon. He's making faces. Like, this movie's pretty good. Yeah, I think so. You know, their secret is that they have less Donnie and Marie than they need to. <laughs> yeah. So now he does the old trick, you know, like, well, my partner's behind you. And he goes, no, nah, I'm not falling for that. Because it isn't true. And it finally pays off. Oh, there's another one. This is the scene in which they realize a third party has stolen the necklace. So these two, why don't we band up together and oh. we get the necklace and we'll become business partners? Well, way to tie this movie together. Now we're missing all their great banter. It actually is funny. Uh, oh, I, it's because of who the actors we've got going on here. They make it fun. Well, like you said during when we watched Tracks, this this seems like a movie that I'm going to watch again, just without us. Like, would you recommend the audiences to watch this movie without no, us? No, no, because Donnie and Marie, this movie is a stinker, but these are gems here. I would recommend going to YouTube and watching clips. Because <laughs> of this, because of this, if you watch this film for real, you got to endure Sid going, why did you steal the necklace? Because Marie will forget all about it. And they're going to throw it in the wishing well. It's it. Like, okay. Um, Kenneth Mars is great in this film. He's hilarious. Um, Ted Cassidy is great in this film. The bad guys are really funny. I can't say his name. It's Kling. I don't know. The guy who's playing Wong, he's hilarious. But most of this film is... 
70s, you know, clean cut, wholesome. It's not funny. Another thing about Johnny and Murray Drives Me Crazy is they're good performers, but that's it. They don't really shine with the talent, you know. They do their job great. They're choreographed. They know all the steps. They don't miss a note, but but they're they're flat. You know, I blame their father. If their father was Murray Wilson from the Beach Boys, they would be uh -huh. in step. Gotcha. <laughs> that's right. Abusive fathers are the best. Oh, when you have, when you're trying to get like a Jackson Five or yeah, there's going. There's nothing like an abusive father to, to put the entertainment in line. Crack the whip. As an audience member, you can I can tell the difference. Do it again, again, Dad. I'm so tired. I am so thirsty. Again. Listen, your brother writes the song. You write the melodies and you sing the harmonies. Oh, Dad, come on. Nope, too late. I already signed your roles. Look at his tie. The cop. That's a cop. And he goes, we're going to dust it for fingerprints. So Donnie knows he's going to get caught. So through his teeth, he's going, fingerprints. It's oh, a through his teeth? He's gritting his teeth, which is causing a major noise. Yeah. Look at his face. He knows he's going to get caught. Sid knows it, too, and it's amusing to Sid. Right. Sid can't wait. You guys are busted. Now Sid played Murray on um, on on Odd Couple, the cop, Murray the cop. Oh. God. Yeah, and right. He, he poker was in um, I Love You, Alice B. Tokus, the uh, the Edibles movie. Right. It's Peter Sellers. Right, with Peter Sellers. I've seen that movie a lot. He was in Barefoot in the Park. How he came to fame is very interesting. Oh, this is a little bit funny. They're fishing out of the wishing well, and he goes, that's Donny Osmond, isn't it? He goes, yeah. How much did you throw in there? A nickel. I guess their records aren't selling. Now, how he came to fame is interesting. He was a taxi cab driver, and he picked up a guy named Mike Nichols, who was the uh, director on Broadway for Barefoot in the Park by Neil Simon. And he just passed him in it. The taxi cab guy. That launched his career. Are you with me? Yeah. He's the ex-husband of Beatrice Arthur's character on The Golden Girls. Uh, yes, I've heard of The Golden Girls. Okay, well, he was the ex-husband, and he's widely known for that. He was also on Saint Elsewhere for the whole uh, season, seasons, and he was uh, born in Brooklyn, so he, you know, he's got to be okay. He gets a Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, he gets a Hawaiian vacation, and he gets to be on our show in On the Right Track with. Okay, so now they're going to return the necklace. And put an explanation letter about why he's really sorry. So they'll drop the case because, well, I got my necklace back. This is a dumb movie. Yeah, I don't really see. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Mr. Magoo, 97. Uh-huh. With Leslie Nielsen and there's uh, they, uh, Jewel Thieves Steal a Jewel. 
that winds up Mr. Magoo have and they have to follow him around? Oh, that sounds really okay. I was not a fan of Mr. Magoo. Like, you would turn it on and you would see a couple things in which he almost got killed, but his, you know, silliness saved him, even though, he, you know, he's always oblivious to it because he's blind. And um, then you'd tune out. You'd see a, two or three of those gags and, like, you'd stop watching the rest of the 30 minutes. Well, it was always like Jim Backus. The voice of Jim Backus was so great that yeah. you just listen to him. Go, oh, my boy. Right. And, uh, but I, I found out that that strip originally was a cartoon about the Red Scare and communism and how people can't see what's in front of them when it comes to this. Really? <clears throat> yeah, so he was more of a political case. But, you know, by the time the movie got made, at least, or by the time the decades of those cartoons, he was just this, you know, blind guy who walked into different places. Okay, what's happening here is uh, the plot was the three of them would go out. See what the spy did? The truth is she's Navy, and we don't know it. All right, mister. What They know it's the private detective, so now he's going to say, look, I used to be a criminal, and I was really sorry. And Donnie's like, you see, he's trying to fess up the truth, so Donnie gags him. And then he says, hey, he has a note in his pocket of explanation, you know. I don't know. It's not good. Check this out, Mike. Donnie and Marie chose to film Going Coconuts instead of accepting roles in the film Grease, which was being filmed at the same time. Marie was to play Sandy. Oh. <laughs> they, they made the right choice. And Donnie was going to play that teen angel, you know, that beauty school dropout guy. Oh, the Nakam date? Menachem Bacon, what'd you say? They're not going to date? No, they wouldn't be dating. It wouldn't be Sandy and Danny. It would be Sandy and the teen angel. And you know that film with, with imagine Marie against John Travolta, right? That really would have. I mean, she her life would be different today had that happened. She would have, I mean, that was going to be a major hit, and she would be cast in major Hollywood films from that point on, I'm sure. One man's opinion. I think they were in some, uh, I think they had some interesting roles together. What? 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 Like what? <laughs> well, they kind of, uh, they would always like make fun of their own image, right? Like, I don't know. No, they really didn't. Like their squeaky clean image. They do that a little bit in this film because he, uh, Kenneth Mars is going to go, I don't know that I believe them. Oh, I'm such a nice brother. I'm such a nice sister. Nobody's that nicey nice. <laughs> so they do poke fun at themselves, not themselves, but the right. film does. They're not in the room during that uh, banter. You know who Kenneth Marks reminds me of a little? Yeah. Uh, John Viner. Should I know that name? I don't. Yeah, he was in one of our movies. John I think he was Viner. in a Munchie movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was like the boss. He was in My Five Wives. Oh, Yeah. I went to uh, rent that film from Netflix because you told me about it, and they don't even have it. It's in my saved items. Huh. 
You know, it might still be on Amazon. I, I for some reason I got pulled from Amazon Prime, but it popped up again. Okay, well then let me just write to check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, this director directed Doris Day in her final film. Uh, is that interesting? No, I'll stop. I think I told you everything about um, Lurch, and including he played Bigfoot. I think that's key. So I guess we just have to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Sounds like you are, puff, puff, puff. <laughs> right. So was there, there was musical numbers where they would sing their song numbers. Yeah. But it was always under the guise of they're doing a TV appearance. They're on stage in this film, you know. Okay, so now the police chief is talking to Marie saying, nope, we didn't get any good prints. It was only your prints and Donnie's prints. So we don't know who stole the necklace and returned the necklace and stole the necklace and returned the necklace. It kind of doesn't make sense because they caught the private eye. I don't know. I don't know. Are you, are you a fan of the TV show Hawaiian Five O? Like the, the no. current version? When I was young and it was on the television, I would see it like once or twice I saw it, you know? Right. But what about now, like the last 10 years? Uh, no, I, I don't watch it. And there was a reboot of it I never watched. Book em, Dano. I know the catchphrase. Right, and you know the theme song, of course. Yeah, the theme song, of course, we all know. And I guess the style. The show had a lot of style to it. Yeah, it was like the Miami Vice of its day in terms of fashion. And those really fat, wide ties. But once again, I only saw, like, I don't know, back in the evil. Okay, so what he's, she's doing now is she's going to the museum and she's going to speak to the director of the museum because he's an artifact expert. Little does she know that our bad guy, look what he does. He's cleaning out his ear with the gun. He loves his Luger. He'll lose his Luger. Like there'll be a gunfight and he'll go, oh, this is the best part, all the shooting and me without my Luger. So he's he's just nailing it, kid. Yeah, let me put it on for a second. So here, the secretary's like, "Somebody's here to see you." There he goes. All right, fine, fine. I'll see her. Now, it's Marie Osmond who's come to have this bit. You know, it's his good luck. So the necklace has just now fallen into his lap, see? It's so weird that he has a, a uh, fake arm. Uh, it's, he has a hydraulic hand, which is a reference to another movie. Right. I think I, it's got to be, right? It's got to be a reference to the other film because... Oh, do you, if you have an actor who had a, like a hydraulic hand and then have... Pro you know, prosthetic. 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 Hydraulic, right? And it up no, there. hydraulic is like... A method to lift something with compressed air. That's hydraulics, like uh, all right, uh, like looks like a shock absorber in it. So he, he could just use his. He doesn't have to do all that. He could just use his hand as it. So now he like lies to everybody. He doesn't tell them that Maria is here. Oh, 
Look, he puts the pillow, and the guy's like, I don't want this pillow. Yeah, look. Oh, fellas, it was great. Maltese Falcons, Maltese Falcons. Look at the time. I missed it. I missed it. I was watching. What? Oh, he goes, don't worry, I will lock the door so no one will disturb you. And he's trapped them inside. Good luck. What were you saying, though? Please. Oh, he's all again like, yeah, Maltese Falcon, Maltese Falcon. Who cares, <laughs> right? right? I'm going to go. I'll lock the door. Ah, here we have the necklace. This is very interesting. Oh, look, Marie's not letting go. So now he's saying, look, this is cheap. It has no value whatsoever, but I'll give you a replacement, something with much value if you give me this necklace. And Marie's like, what is going on? It's very suspicious. Oh, yeah. You're like an hour into the movie. You finally get to the plot. No, we've had... Nah, you're right. I don't know. It's just been chasing well, no, so me. They, they do a show. Sid says, we got to go to Hawaii for your show. So you're like, that's why they're going to Hawaii. They're going coconuts because they got a show. Right. And at the airport, this is the first. I've never seen it before on television. No, wait, wait. Look at this bad bit. He's going to smash it with his, with his strong hand. Right. He does it with the good hand, like a dummy. I'm sorry. So they're at the airport, you're saying. I'm going to make a call. Here's a necklace. Uh, oh, right, right. So, you know, it's the, the Osmonds go to Hawaii. Why? Well, they have a gig. All right, that sounds good. Well, what's the movie going to be about? Well, we'll tell you right before the directed by credits. They're going to be at the luggage counter, and they're going to take an identical suitcase from the cabin. Right, right, right. But it has cash in it. or It's Barbear's it. flute. You ever seen one where Snoopy it was a uh, live-action Peanuts where a stuffed Snoopy doll had drugs in it and another one didn't? They switched. Oh my God! I don't, obviously, they couldn't have drugs in a Snoopy. It was something like emeralds or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like yes, yes, yes. So that was the television special. Was the fact that they switched Snoopies at the airport? So we had this funny bit that um, he did in which he didn't have his Luger on him. So he goes, "All right, freeze and don't move," and he pulls out his pointer finger and he goes, "Damn it!" So look, the cops are there, so they all throw their guns. Beautiful day, isn't it? That's really That's funny. And if I was a kid, I would be digging that. I dig yeah. it now. Now they're going to retrieve their guns. Well, is my Luger. Has anyone seen my Luger? Oh, right. His name is Luger. He will continue to lose his German Luger. Oh, there it is. So now we'll have a chase. See, it's like they're oblivious to who's chasing them, but they really should know by now, but they don't. And they don't. this is the but same they, place they, they, they drove in the beginning. What necklace is uh, Donnie wearing? Oh, no, that's his chest hair. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. You see Look at that. You wisps. It's not even like a, it's not sculpted or anything. Just, Wait, uh, he does have a, a gold chain. He right, does look at the hair. It's golden brown uh, chest hair. <laughs> it's thick, dude. That's like black forest ham thick. 
<laughs> it's thick, dude. It's like black forest. Hey, I'm thick. Okay, you're right. He's a sex symbol. Well, what do you think his chest hair is like? Donnie, Donnie, I don't uh, think he has any chest, chest hair. Now, look, Marie will get smart and say, fuck the roads. I'm on a motorcycle. I'll go where I want. You could trail right. down <laughs> the windy road. Listen, we pay for stunt people in Hawaii, and we're going to show stunt people in Hawaii. Stunt doubles. No, he's mad at the car, so he shoots it. Now, look, this is a funny bit. These are native Hawaiians, and the, you know, Donnie and Marie crash. And so the wife goes, what are you watching? And he goes, the Osmonds. Oh, that's great. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Well, see, that makes the movie right there. So now we're getting the lowdown. You mean someone tried to kill you? That's it. I'm canceling the concert. And the thing is, I don't understand the plot because there's the guy they think took the necklace. See this comedic bit? His sleeve is dangling. Right. Look how beautiful and clean she is, but her clothes are all filthy. See, look at Donnie, how clean he is, but his his clothes. Whoa. You're saying like somebody slept at their job, right? It wasn't the costume (laughs) designer. It looked like the clothes were up. Either that or they're just so pure from being Mormon or something that dirt won't cling to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never had any dirt on them. Now, Wong uh, and and what's his name in the film? Cruz. Kenneth Mars. Yeah. They're becoming fast friends because they're both evil and they'll kill someone at the drop of a hat. They like each other. No, he was playing a song, Kenneth Mars, on on his car radio, and I was driving by, and I liked it. So I said, hey, Mars, pump up the volume. (laughs) Very good, Bruno. And he said, oh, I love that song, Pump Up the Volume by Mars. And what a coincidence, he also had. It was at a red light. Now, do you remember in the... You remember in the early 90s, there was a song called, uh, uh, like a, a hip hop song, Pump Up the Volume? Yeah, right. And it was, the band was called Mars. Oh, that? You're not talking about Bruno Mars. You're talking about, oh, okay. Pump <laughs> up the volume, pump up the volume. Dance. Oh, Dance. Capital M slash capital A slash capital R slash capital R slash capital S. Mars. Mars. Yeah, now, this one, you, put, you have to put the needle on record. Oh, yeah, because it was like mid, nine, early 90s. Right. That's when they, they they sample either they cleared every sample or they recreated the sample. I think that's what they did. I think a lot of those samples were just that scripted. Now what we're gonna have is like okay, good news, Mike. We're in Act Three. Okay, good news. So oh, a musical number. Right. They've decided to stop selling tickets and instead they would fill the rest of the place with cops, and this way. Um, they could catch the bad guys when they come to the show. So here's Donnie and Marie, and basically we're going to get a musical number. Now, I have to tell you, Mike, it's not cinematography shot very well. It's very dark, and I don't, it could just be our cut, actually. Do you think this was actually a live show that they recorded, or they shot this for the movie, and that's it? I think that they shot this for the movie, because later you'll see lots of 
hijinks and acting and you'll see. Now this is again like the casino or the resort gets to promote the shit out of their, their, their live show. Yes, that's right. And they show the sign and everything. Yeah, <clears throat> right. I remember this place from the White Lotus the TV series on streaming. White Lotus? What is that? You said it's a modern show that streams? Yeah, it's a streaming only show. It takes place in Hawaii. Hawaii. They, they, right. They shot it. a good one in Hawaii. They shot it during quarantine, so they had it. So they rented the entire resort. And Easy to do. We were actually going to go to Hawaii and then COVID wrecked it. We were going to go in July, but they were just reopening. It would have been ridiculous for us to go. There wouldn't have been. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, going to tourist resorts, it's it's a tricky situation because on the one hand, you do get to get out and you probably do want to pick the locations that are not as busy. But also, like, people live there and they don't really want people coming. Yeah, that's right. We didn't go. It was just too early. Up the volume. France, France. Okay, now, you can see Lurch is dressed up as a cop. They all are, okay? I don't it's know a- how they got the news that they were cops, but Donnie sees them. Now, look, Sid is standing right next to one of the fake cops. This is why I don't think they were just doing a show for the crowd and they, you know, they filmed it at the same time. I think this is a movie set. Well, in Blues Brothers, right? At the end when uh, uh, the cops and everyone see him on stage, they did shoot it in front of a live audience. But I I don't think, like, I'm wondering if they took it as far as saying, like, if you pay for the hotel, you get dinner and uh, a show. Dinner and a show. And the dinner and the show will be featured in a major motion picture. Look, they keep getting lays and kiss. Yeah, I know, man. They're this is dirty. It's really got a PG. Look how much they're getting laid right. on stage over and over again. Now she's a D cup. You can't wait to leave. This is that's probably the first time Marie ever got laid. At least on camera, right? Uh-oh, there's the cops. Those cops are bad guys. That, see, now they get the nervous and they have to start walking back out and doing an on right. kind of thing. Right, like they're both running. And he goes, look, Sid's standing right next to one. This is classic Bob Hope and Dick Crosby yeah. banter right here. That was so good. You could get off stage now, but we can't. They should do, they should do patty, play patty cake like they do in the road two movies. They should do patty cake? The yeah, time. at the end of the Road 2 movies, if they're in trouble, they say patty cake, and they do patty cake, and then at the end, they punch the people out. Like, they do. <laughs> they're, they're doing the uh, hand bone. So now the joke is Don, Donnie will pretend to do what they're doing, but he really doesn't know the routine. But sure, he one. does. But he does. Look at him. Go. Oh, yeah, they choreographed it. Yeah. See, yay. Very, they are very good, you know. I think so too. They completely mock Hawaiian culture. We love it. We love staying at this hotel here in Hawaii. But the thing is, I don't know. I don't know the truth. Like, it isn't Native American. It 
Like, I think those might be honest, traditional. I think that this is the floor show, and I'm sure it's all like, you know. I, I don't know this. The, hmm. So Marie will now do the same sort of shtick that Donnie did. Right. And see the bad guy raises his eyebrows. He's on to this. He doesn't know what she's doing. She's no, a actress, you know? They're booked as Donnie and Marie, right? They play Donnie and Marie? Yes. I didn't even bother to question who they play in this movie. They are Donnie and Marie, right. And this show is not the Donnie and Marie show. They're just part of it. But, yes, they are. In this movie, they are Donnie and Marie. So now we're going to waste time by showing this guy's. See, he put his hand on fire. They're going to, he's probably like calling his mom and shit. I'm in a major motion picture. (laughs) Then you notice, like, what the hell is that uh, hearing aid you got right there? And you're not, maybe you're not a real cop. Look at his feet are touching the fire. Yeah. You know, when he called his mom, he didn't call using his right hand. (laughs) Right. It was all burnt. Wow. Sid's catching on. This isn't a real cop. He looks across the way and he, well, so now he's going to try to escape the fake cop and he'll do it because he'll have to go on stage. He'll have no choice. Look, he really touches. It doesn't make sense. It's really close. How does he do that? He got fire in his mouth. How did he do that? I I don't know. You know, when you play with fire. So look at the sandals, right? That's Sid's final indication. This is not a cop. This is one of the bad guys. Those are regulations. Those are regulations, the sandals. It is Hawaii. Look, why doesn't his thing burn? Why doesn't his... See, if you watch Hawaii Five-0, the new season, you would totally remember that Birkenstock Crocs episode. (laughs) That's right. They got the memo. The facts came in from... The facts came in. No no Crocs allowed. Took 12 minutes for the page to show up. Well, the first one was a spam uh, fax. It was a win a trip to Disneyland. (laughs) Look, Sid is on stage, you know, trying to find a way out. Oh, right. Poor Sid. I well, didn't want to be part of this film. Anymore. Are you done with this film? No, I like this film. Okay, good. How can I be done with the musical number? There was I no don't know. Movie. Like, I saw the whole... Okay, let's try to... We are all made of stars. Clap, 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 clap. Look at, they're all dancing. It's a showstopper! We're all on stage. Remember me from the first number? Oh, we're done. Call? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, he's going to pass out. Marie, don't pass out. Yeah, that's right. Marie's going to pass out. <laughs> like she did at season five. Dancing with the stars. Wow, it's amazing that Donnie could get laid that soon after, you know? Yeah. And he just see. got laid. He must. He's young. He's young. This song never ends. Are they <laughs> well, really that's fun? the joke. Their joke. Oh, they got to do it again? Well, because they can't go off stage because they'll get captured by the bad guy. So He's calling for help. Pretend. Calling for help. It's not the greatest stage show. I'm going to give it three stars. 
Yeah, I would give it three stars out of ten. Out of ten? Yeah. Oh. I would give seven stars out of ten. No, oh. I, would give, I would give six. Here comes the gun. Whoa, it's the same old prank. We can't go this way. We can't go that way. Let's do the final number again. What's right. with the gun? The guy's going to shoot him on stage? Yeah, I know. They're just trying to take the necklace. Now, unfortunately, we're not at the end of our film. I'm sorry about that. But Act 3 has yeah, launched and will resolve soon. I promise. Cops! Encore. Encore. One more time. Do the chicken dance. This will finally be the edge. Don't want to be a duck. I want to be a chicken. Now they're so exhausted because they did it eight times. <laughs> and this is what we call the Muppet Show. Right, right. Look at okay. this suit. So the bad guys have all been arrested, but they wouldn't talk. But they found this ancient treasure map. And now oh, we learn right. that the necklace is the same shape as the islands. Oh, and the keyhole and the, and the treasure. That's right. There will be treasure. Now we get to learn. This mock chest can only be unlocked by a necklace, according to legend. Oh, See the Suez Canal. Here is treasure. Let's go out there. I have a boat. I just coincidentally <laughs> have scuba gear and a boat. Great. Let's go. Look, my scuba shells are on ocean. Well, let's go get my boat and we'll go on the water. Right. You're on. Up. Oh, here's our boat. Okay, so now they're off to get treasure. What could go wrong? So were they originally the, the original Yacht Rockers? <laughs> I don't know. Then they're just going out for a three-hour tour. Now it's just a three-hour tour. Listen, when I hired you, I didn't realize you'd be brother and sister to come in a game on my yacht. <sighs> Okay, so now they're going to go down, and they don't know that it's treasure. They just know that that's why they wanted this necklace. Right. It's down here. Why do you ominously say it was just a three-hour tour? <laughs> because the weather started getting rough, and the tiny ship was It wasn't for the courage of you know, fearless crew. I mean, the men would be lost. But <laughs> the ship ground down on the shore of this. <clears throat> oh, I was talking to a Black Eyed Peas fan. Uh, the oh. He was he was pretending to know all my references, and I was like, "Remember that show where they got lost, stuck on a desert <laughs> island?" He's like, "Oh, I love Gilliam's Island." <laughs> right. Well, isn't two L's the Y sound in in Spanish? Right. But like Gilliam. how you they have Gilliam. a Gilliam's Island. Gilliam. Gilliam's Island. Yeah. So they find a submarine. Okay, and uh, they find in the submarine gold bullion. That's what's, or it's a shipwreck maybe, uh, and they find gold. That's what's going on. This is a lot. You know, I bet you they show you the scuba diving scenes in the trailer. Now, there's a little bit of water in Donnie's. This is real. They really, that is really Donnie and the cop under there. Oh, yeah. They, they went to, they flew to Hawaii. They took scuba lessons and they went yeah. scuba diving. And then they wrote it off as a tax movie. 
some water is in his mask. Look at that bubbles that just came up. So you think he's like really killing himself for his art? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killing himself for his art. Yes, I do. I really think he is. Although he he's young and he loves it, you know, is he really killing himself, you know? Well, whatever self he had is gone now that he's a pop star. I suppose. Now, look, don't you think gold bullion would be a little heavier than they only have <laughs> one bar, but oh, but you know what? Back in 1979, it, gold was very low. It was la worth less, <laughs> yeah. Worth less. <laughs> it was a lighter, Wait, less. Well, to be fair, also that pound of feathers weighed the same too, and they brought it up. Yeah, remember that episode? And the feathers were all waterlogged. Yeah, I did. If you throw like a, a gold bar and a feather, they both land on the same thing. Same yeah, they, they both land on your foot at the same time. <laughs> Is that good? Should I do that on an open mic? If you drop a pound of, they both oh, land I never on your that. foot. I like that. That's funny. Let me write that down. Damn it. You know, if you drop a feather and a bar of gold at the a same time, ball. the yeah. same distance, it will land on my foot. <laughs> gold bar first. Followed by the feather. How am I gonna stay? You really write that down? I could hear you. Yeah, due to the law of gravity. God damn it, I lost another chair. They will hit my foot at the same time. All right, we'll see what I can do with that. The open mic's Wednesday, so I don't have a lot of time. Okay, so they're now going back and forth training the gold bullion getting it all and getting it onto the ship these husbands man they're making money on the side that's right they really don't need this they really don't need this they got their their own career and everything now look the bad guys are like those fools let them go get all the gold yeah. for us those goozy tomb raiders us old school scavengers know how to ravage yeah with swipe of the barnacles off the ship, not kid, nothing will be left. These carpetbaggers, they come over here to Hawaii. So I guess they have all the gold now. And right. I don't know how the cop, like, how are they going to split stuff up? I don't know. So now it's dumb. Sid's doing the calculation of what they had, how much weight. What is the going rate? What, he's on a smartphone? How much they would have to pay the IRS? Dude, Donnie has the most insane hair. Like, with his hair just slightly wet. I used to have a pro like that. Let me check him out what, when I see him. It's like Mickey Dolan's big. Oh, there it is. Whoa! What's this? Frogman? Ribbit. Ribbit. Yes, we are frogmen. His hair frizzed up. They have French accents, right? French accents, yes. A frogman. <laughs> Sit down, you fool. Look, he's got his. Uh, 
there, there's another joke. Are you guys frogmen? And then with a French accent, they say, we prefer, you know, scuba diver. Yeah. Scuba. Okay, I'll have to make that in a sentence. I said, frogmen. Of course, you could take the first joke, but you got to take the other one. We prefer scuba, parentheses, French accent. Or like, we prefer the term scuba divers. Yeah. The term. Yeah. Can I say divers de scuba? Yeah, of course. Okay. Make it sound more French. Divers de scuba with a h. Frogman, that is insulting. And before the audience that gives you a chance to like boo you and make you feel unworthy, undercut him by doing the tagline. Uh, shit. Sorry, this action don't even read threw me off. This movie's so exciting. Oh yeah. Oh merde. Okay, so they're getting shot at, and once again we get the bit where the guy loses this luger. And this is when he goes, This is the best part of shooting and me without my luger. Oh yeah, I know, I can't work that one. Do you play it in the film? I uh, know it's past. It's past. Oh, I think it's past. So Sid doesn't know that he's on an explosive uh, wave runner. They put explosives all on it. He's just never gonna Let's see if he says it. This is the best part. See if he says it. So he goes, hey, you know, he says he's going to blow up the bad guys. I don't know why he doesn't blow up himself by a mistake, though. He, gets, he escapes or what? See, did you hear him say it? You didn't, right? He was so frustrated. He goes, this is the best part. All right, I've done the joke to death now. Okay, here comes the death of, maybe this is why it's PG. It is the death of our bad guys. Oh, so this is all practical effects. Here we go. Oh, no, we're going to die. Turn, turn. Too late. Sid, it's 12 o'clock. And now Sid, there's o'clock. all of a sudden there's a helicopter. Oh, yeah, sure. They heard Donnie Marie was in it. Look, it's a, she's a Navy girl. The spy is a Navy girl. Well, that makes no sense. I mean, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. And because it was like a, it was it was an American submarine that went down or something like that. They were on a recovery mission for the gold. Why didn't they blow up? I wouldn't go on that. That's Jacob's ladder. Is it? That's dangerous. That's a that's a trip. That's a head yeah. trip. Jacob's ladder. So he can't hear. She can't hear Dottie. So she pulls out her bullhorn. Does that make sense? I think that's cute, right? Like Bugs Bunny, you pull out random items from nowhere. I guess the, the boat would have it. Now, why did he get up there? It's something about going to rescue Sid. I don't get why he got on there. He's like, he's so weak, he doesn't even want to do. I'm up to helicopter. You know what? You make me. Okay, so grab Sid. And now the wave runner's on its own. It will crash into their boat and kill the bad guys. Oh, you go straight to the back. That's Donnie. That was Donnie when the chopper 
first. Yeah, I take it, I take it back. He was down below the ladder, so he got sit, and I appreciate his service. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. There's a cameraman up there. Oh, no. Here comes the bomb. Uh -huh. Aww. Hey, have you seen that promotion for Fox Sunday from 2000? Yeah, I heard it was a bomb. You heard it was a bomb. <laughs> Didn't on Arresting Development, he blew up the yacht as a magic trick? Oh, right. But, I mean, that yacht cost millions of dollars. But they also wrecked a yacht in Step Brothers. They made boats and hoses. Right, right. See, he's holding his ears, so when he dies, he doesn't have to hear it. Practical effect! Oh, no, the murder of humans! Well, it's not murder, is it? It was an accident. Oh, the ecosystem of Hawaii. That can't be Sid up there, you know, the guy who played Murray in Odd Couple. I mean, yeah, he's there. Is Donnie, there's Donnie Osmond in front of him. Who's what? And there's also Donnie Osmond on the ladder. Well, definitely when they were shooting the scene and it initially took off, took off, but I bet you those were stuntmen when. Okay, so now we're learning that she's a Navy gal and she was recovering the gold and now essentially we're having donnie's heart be broken well they have to go back anyway we find out that she's married uh, <laughs> my husband and i would love it your husband so so no one hits on on marie and donnie acts like a creep and then and, uh, Donnie never acts like a creep. No, he does not act like a creep. He tries to go on dates he, with girls like any person. He does not act like a yeah, creep. Yeah, but you would kind of... Well, a, a, a boy <laughs> having a sexual feeling is not being a creep. It's God. It's biology. I hate that when people say that bullshit. Okay, well, next... The real-life fiancé of Donny Osmond will now show up. They're still married to this day over 30 years. Really? Oh, so they weren't married before this movie. Right. He's sitting there going, I'll never have another love. I'll never have another love. And the joke is, he's like, may I have your autograph? And he's like, I'm in love. But it's his real-life fiancé right here. So I was wondering why she muttered this movie's name at the wedding. when The preacher said, for better or for worse. <laughs> Uh, yes, honey, that's for worse. I get you. So Donnie's like, your husband must think, oh, I'm not married. Oh, but your <laughs> boyfriend. Look at Marie, can't get the pen because he's hypnotized. Right. So our movie's ending now. Well, good for them. It's, it's, nice nice it's a real life <laughs> marriage here, right? Right. Well, that's decades later. He's pitching a tent, a white tent. <laughs> they're they're wrapping it up now. Now look, the, okay. So a priest comes up and says, "Excuse," and they're like, "No way, buddy," because that's how right. the movie started. That's how it ends. And I it ends 